Hi, thank you for tuning in. You're listening to the edited audios of Psychic Witch Talk, a show that was originally shot for YouTube, hosted by Diana, Rachel, and Christine Rossi. This covers topics of witchcraft practice, working with spirits, and what life is like for working professional psychics. The opinions held here are held solely by the people expressing them. We are well aware that the audio isn't ideal. We were working with the tools that we had at the time and are just giving you a new way to enjoy this. The episode you will be hearing was originally recorded on September 17th, 2017. You can also access and watch this show via Psychic Witch Talk on YouTube. I know you have some ideas about talking for people that practice witchcraft and good practices for them. That might be a good conversation here. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so do you want to start? Or you want me to start with, um, you, you go ahead and start. I'm going to go ahead and put my, um, website information too. Okay. Um, well, first of all, um, uh, I have my own business, which is called heart to heart. Obviously that was the uh, name of the uh, website. Um, and, you know, I wrote down a bunch of stuff, so excuse me for reading, but um, it says, um, my passion is to assist others to re-empower themselves and move forward into their lives. And, you know, that took me like months to hone down on what it is that I really am trying to do with my life. And everything that I do falls into that category, no matter what I'm up to for the day, kind of. So I have a lot of services that uh, I offer, um, angelic reader, intuitive consultation, tarot, angelic counseling. Um, I have a healing modality, which I call heart to heart healing, uh, candle services, uh, angel gathering minister. Once a month I have uh, an angel gathering, which is free to the public. Uh, donations always gladly accepted. Um, but it's to help people get in contact with their guardian angel or uh, their guides that lead them on a, a guided meditation to get them in that space. Uh, home clearings, um, one of the biggest things that I've been doing lately in the last year has been creating oils, mists, sprays uh, for the individual uh, to help clear their space or energize them for the goals that they're trying to accomplish. Um, and uh, they're online. You can get them online. You can check um, on my website. You can also check with Mystic Dreams website. They're carrying me online now as well as their store in store. What is that called? Mortar Brick store um, that's in Walnut Creek. Brick and mortar. It's brick and mortar. Brick and mortar. Yeah. Brick and mortar. Exactly. So um, also um, just a, a heads up that, um, you know, shameless plug created an or couple of oracle decks and um on the website there's like a little free reading thing you can click on i've actually found somebody to write me an app i'm slowly moving forward 
Oh, that's so exciting. Yes. And so they will so be cool. able to um, have a web, you know, a place where you can upload to your phone or your PC and carry the, uh, the deck without having to carry the actual physical deck. And um, it'll shuffle the cards for you. There's going to be all different, I'm excited because we're talking about the different layouts that I want to create. So um, yeah, finally, it's like grinding forward <laughs> on the creative process. So um, I'll turn it over to you. Yeah, some of this stuff, it's, there's a lot of ambition, but it always takes a lot of time, especially when you're trying to pull things together. So what I do is I am a psychic life coach. And so what I do is I use tarot, Lenormand, angel oracles, occasionally direct intervention from spirit. And I sit down with my clients and I don't so much predict your future as I help you develop an action plan for accomplishing the goals you want towards creating the future you'd like to have. And sometimes there's healing work or helping people cope with things that life has handed them because there are some, there are some things that nobody can help. And then sometimes the spiritual services I offer are about just helping adding that little bit of coping. I also run the Emperor Norton Pagan meetup out of San Francisco, which is a really good group. We are a little unique in the area, not entirely unique in that we are expressive, expressly not committed to a specific pagan tradition or even necessarily paganism itself. If you're magically inclined in any way, left hand, right hand, stand on your head, you're welcome there because the point is to come there and exchange ideas and be different from each other rather than to be all of one mind and all of one tradition. Yeah. And so it, it's great. There's never been a boring meet yet. <laughs> So, and usually in the positive way, mostly in the positive way. Um, I also am the city priestess for San Francisco. So I do a lot of direct city spirit work that there isn't really a map for. It's really hard to explain. And fortunately I have a partner in it who can tell me that I'm really not imagining these things. This is just stuff I have to do. Yes. How did you get into that? Do you remember? Not Exactly. I remember getting, when I moved, because I lived in mostly rural areas growing up. So I went from a bedroom town outside of Chicago in the Northwest Indiana side to a literal farming college. Like they literally had a dairy that the college owns. And I realized that I was going to lose my mind or start doing way too many drugs. So I moved to a slightly less agrarian area in Minnesota. And then I ended up moving to Minneapolis and the big shift in energy, it was overwhelming for me, but I also started hanging out with this man who was absolutely loved with, in love with architecture and in love with the city. And I have this way of recognizing people's creative impulses as spirituality. And I'm really big on the artist way. And I really think that most, that a lot of people who are kind of just, you know, going through life being grumpy or, drug creating drama just really need to find their creative outlet and he was definitely one of those guys <laughs> and it was fascinating to watch him because he was he he identifies as an atheist an absolute hardcore atheist but you could tell that there was this spiritual connection to the city and i started to realize that there was an actual city spirit 
that I was conversant with while I was there. And so as an alternative to, because of course, most of us, when we start paganism, start with Wicca, mm -hmm. which identi it identifies itself as agrarian cults. And it, it's kind of interesting because that's a uniquely American invention of Wicca. Wicca in the UK, yes, there were people in New Forest, but it living in any part of Europe is very dense. So by yes. default, any kind of witchcraft is going to be urban just because of population density. And it does change how energy works and how magic works, but you're still affected by weather. You're still affected by season and cycle. Um, you're still affected by the literal laws of fertility, not so much the mythological laws of them, so to speak. Yes. But understanding how the differences worked and didn't, and I feel like Minneapolis was my training wheels for coming out to San Francisco. And when I came out to San Francisco, I'd gotten so fascinated by urban design and how it affected behavior. And because the environment's always been hugely important to me, which is why I got interested in Wicca, which I have drifted away from for different reasons. But my fascination with how a whole group of people and a group of cultures coming one after the other can create an egregor or an entity that can become independent. Was yeah, I already got fascinated. Yeah. Well, occasionally they start chasing me around, but I've been clearing those issues. <laughs> um, and San Francisco has a unique egregor because it does, it's more diverse than i'm trying to think of like the art where it's like a chunk of it's like a picasso where there's like a chunk of one face and a chunk of another face and it's kind of got that it's very chunks and there's so many pagans and witches and mystical people because it's california and i think right. we just have too many stones in the earth here and it just triggers that or something but when I came out with my wife to decide if we wanted to live here, if she wanted to take a job out here, and I wasn't crazy about it, but I'm like, I could tolerate it. And we went to Twin Peaks, cause I like, I have this thing where when I'm traveling, I want to get to the highest point and then I want to take a ground tour. So if I get lost, I've got a map in my head. And we climbed up to the highest point in Twin Peaks and the city spirit was just like, boom, right there. And was, and basically asked me if I wanted the job. That's so nice. I well, love that. Yeah, it, it was just, they it hadn't had a priest explicitly dedicated to the city in about a hundred years or like, I, I'm starting to understand that San Francisco doesn't really tell time the way the rest of us do or use time or understand it or pay attention to it. So that could have been 10 years ago for all I know. <laughs> but it was just, it had, it had been long enough that they needed somebody in charge of its spiritual care. And apparently it felt like I fit the job, probably because I already had that awareness that it was a possible thing to exist. So that's kind of how I got into it and how I became the city priestess for San Francisco. I mean, there's plenty of priests and priestesses here for other things. It's just, I'm the one who serves the city. And I do have a partner in this who is also called, although he didn't realize it at the time. So like he, so literally we, when we met, we lived exactly diagonally across the city from each other. Now I'm a little bit closer because we moved because my wife and my roommate and I were all on top of each other and we wanted to keep liking each other. 
it really helped when we found a good place. And the city definitely provided. So I feel like I'm kind of living the city's version of a rectory or a parish or something. It's not really my house, even if we somehow magically are able to buy it, it's not my house, it's the city's. Um, and it, it's established that there's exactly enough room for everything we want to do here, but that means there's healing space and room for other people. Very nice. Yeah. yeah. And I, I'm really happy with it. I mean, I love this place. It's everything I could possibly want to do here. So, you know, now I just need to straighten out some things that are left over from Minneapolis and before, and it'll be a lot easier to enjoy. Um, but this is, yeah, so that's kind of, that's how I got into it. And, you know, this is something I've recently had to admit, the more advanced you get into any kind of occult or spiritual practice, even when you're really well trained, you're going to come up against stuff where you're just guessing for a while. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I just mentioned the other day to a friend of mine um, when that I was doing this healing work. And uh, what I've noticed working with a new client, we're doing trade work, um, that I'm running across new challenges. Like, oh, haven't had that before. I've been doing this for 17 years. <laughs> yeah. And, and I've still got new stuff that comes up. I'm like, well, what do I do with that? You know, this is new energy. I never dealt with this before. Um, so yeah. I work on the uh, intuitive side and, um, you know, we, we make it through with no problem. But still, there's still new stuff that's constantly coming up, which is makes life interesting. Yeah, or uh, th there are things where I never thought I would have a reason to deal with them and suddenly they're right there and they have to be dealt with. Yes. I, yeah, I think the one that's been the most interesting for me because I never expected to have any reason to interact with it at all is developing an understanding for theistic Satanism and Luciferianism. Okay, that's out of and, my league. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm not signed up for it either, but I'm working with people where they need me to step up and figure this stuff out because it's nothing like what we're taught. And it's part of the cleanup work I have to do around San Francisco because, you know, rest in your version of peace, Anton LaVey, there were people invoking things that didn't believe in them, but the things that invoked did not have that conflict. And so, like, part of my work is cleaning those things up now, <laughs> which leads to some interesting conversations I never expected to have to have. Yeah, I would imagine so. It's like, who are you again? <laughs> you know, if you, when you can start a conversation with don't eat me, and the answer is, I don't want to. <laughs> That's pretty good. I, I, I think I'll pass and I'll just hand that right on to you. You can just enjoy yeah. that. I yeah, prefer that, not. That's my department. Yeah. I, I personally I prefer not. I like to just be, you know, sitting here and giving people hugs and handing out cookies, but oh no, they won't let me just do that. So damn it, I make good cookies. <laughs> Won't someone ask me to make cookies? <laughs> Come here, little girl. <laughs> All right, coming from a witch that is pretty disturbing, but still. Yes, isn't it though? <laughs> I had I had a two-year-old, two total sidetrack on the whole, um, you know, this is what I do. Um, little two-year-old that was standing outside my patio on the pool side. Mm -hmm. I have a pool on the other side of the fence. 
uh, reaching for my wind chimes and pulling them, you know? Yeah. And I'm inside and I'm like, what is that? You know, there's like big racket out there. So I opened the door really fast and I heard, uh-oh, you're, you're going to get it now. And here's this two-year-old with big eyes looking at me. And I walked over and he's got his little hands like this on the wrought iron, you know, with a smile. And I put my finger up on his finger and I said, don't do it. I eat children. <laughs> what did he do? His eyes just got really big and he goes, Bing! and he pulled his hand back. <laughs> and I said, don't touch my chimes or I'm going to come out here and I'm going to smack you, then I'm going to eat you. And the mother's going, come over here, come, come here, come here. <laughs> and now you have the reputation as that lady. <laughs> hey, you know what, guess what? Now only the wind makes my chimes ring. So well, I'm very happy with that. It's the wind crying, not his, so that's fair. Yeah, and he wasn't crying and he wasn't upset. He was just totally like, oh my gods, you know, <laughs> you eat children. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> so that, that's going to be new for him to process. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, right around age two, three, you know, was. Um, yeah, yeah, that's, the right, that's the right age for asking about cannibalism. That seems developmentally appropriate. <laughs> Yeah, so that gives you a hint of what I'm like. So <laughs> I don't hurt children, I just eat them. So there you go. My household banned me from owning a flamethrower, so I think that lists the bar for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, is there anything else that we wanted to cover that you wanted to cover? Uh, specifically, I just wanted to do a casual intro and you know, next month I'll be more prepared since just getting in was kind of a challenge today. Um, I think we've listed our websites. And I know at the end of this, um, we can talk, of, I know we already mentioned your availability. You know, you go on my website, my availability, avail bleh, availability changes from day to day. Yeah, so there'll still be reason for editing in these. <laughs> Uh, I know you wanted to talk about cleansing practices or what good 101 stuff is for people that do want to get into psychic and intuitive training. I know I've been having more people approaching me wanting almost like private lessons in psychism. So if somebody comes to you with that, do you get that at all? The private stuff? Um, yeah. On occasion, but it's not because of the psychic witch talk. It's just people that cross my path. And they want, right. you know. Uh, and I've had a couple clients approach me right. wanting some kind of private I had that a little bit of it yesterday, you know, oh, you know more, so much more than I do and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I, let me stop right there and say, anything that I'm telling you, if it doesn't ring true, doesn't feel comfortable, then start listening to your own intuition. I much prefer people to follow their own you know, mm -hmm. march to the right. Uh, I've found that when I read for people, people that are already somewhat intuitive tend to be more successful for me. Not always. There are people that are almost non-believers, but I also have techniques for them to make them more comfortable. So 
you know, I, I, I do think everyone has some degree of intuition or psychic sense, but I do think that there is a confusion around knowledge and how knowledge works. So for me, it, it all comes down to the Michael Franti lyric from, um, I should, I should just find it and post it, but it was the more I see the less I know. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. And um, so it, it, it follows true to form. Um, I guess the best, the, the, the one thing that I just keep reiterating over and over to whomever is to start trusting their own intuition. And because they, they come in for readings, I give them a reading and they go, yeah, I was kind of feeling that way, or I, I felt that, you know, that's the right direction. But now that I have the card reading, it's just like, yes, makes it much more concrete. And I go, so you gotta start listening to these things because it is available to you, but you're not paying attention or you don't trust it. I think the bottom line is people don't trust it. They just don't trust it themselves. Yeah, well, I think even those of us that have been doing this for a while, it's the reason we go to each other to get readings is we still have that niggling doubt in our own minds because there's always some degree of, am I imagining this or not? Yeah, yeah that was a, it, I had a discussion it, 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 on that one the other day of, of somebody uh, seeing things, right? Just a flash, right? They saw, um, I don't think it was Kalima, but they, they saw one of the um, Hindu gods. And it was just like, you know, when you um, have subliminals into a movie or something and they flash it yeah. and then it's gone. And he said he was yeah. standing there going, did I see that? Did that really happen? <laughs> yeah, get those. I'll occasionally, because I have really wonky clairaudience at best, and every so often I'll hear a sentence. And it's usually just one sentence and there's no context at all. And I'm just, okay. And, and I'm just looking around going, okay, I know that wasn't me. I think, was that me? <laughs> and what would you like me to do with this information is my question. What do you want me to do yeah, with this? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, are the, okay, you expect me to sit there here and have faith right now. You might be asking a little bit much. <laughs> and even though we're told we we very routinely tell other people this exact same thing and yeah. i mean that's probably a separate conversation is talking about having faith as a muscle you build like having patience or sitting still for more than five minutes during meditation yes yes it's 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 um um everybody has varying degrees if they'll just listen you know um, but some people are completely shut down too, I have to say. <laughs> some people, meh, flatline. Sorry, <laughs> there's nobody home. I know my wife is one of those. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's almost like she's got an anti-magic field around her, which can be quite useful, especially when things are breaking around me. Yeah, so. I, would imagine, yeah I would hug her like a pillar or a tree. <laughs> she's handy that way, yeah. Especially if I need extra grounding because she's not going to feel anything. <laughs> So it, it, it might be, you know, let me go, I'm hungry, but that's about the worst of it. Right, right. Well, I've got, um, um, you know, and I don't know how much of we're going to edit. Um, we went live when we did our intro, correct? Yes. Okay. So, um, and I don't remember if I even said so, I don't think I did, but how important it is for clearing um, that anybody that works with um, actively working um, in the community 
that is doing readings or healings or whatever your skill choices are um that i i can't stress enough that i feel that it is extremely important to take care of yourself in the sense of getting regular clearing energy clearing um, for yourself yes especially if you do want to do things intuitive but even if you don't if you're the least bit sensitive or even live in crowded areas like i do yes. it it makes a big difference it, it truly does i can feel um when after i've had like a session i can feel the clarity uh when i do my readings right after mm -hmm. um that it's like it's even more so it's like all the guard i don't have to wade through the garbage so to speak yeah so i think especially for people that do it for a living like you and i do a daily practice is really good do you have any favorite personal practices that you do no i change it up because i get bored easy <laughs> that makes sense yeah yeah um, so I, I um anywhere from um doing the you know like uh uncrossing foot baths mm -hmm. to um you know creating um um like an herbal tea and whatnot and pouring it over myself in the shower uh mm -hmm. to just staging or spraying um uh with one of my sprays like I have a clearing spray that I like to use sometimes in between readings because the uh, the readings sometimes can be quite intense. So, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and uh, you actually uh, one time did a uh, with the candle on, on above my head. Candle pull. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do, yeah, I do candle pulls. Usually I try to do them once a day. I'll get like a box of the Shabbat candles that you can get at Safeway that they have in the Jewish food aisle. And those are super, super handy. Although sometimes, like last week, because I've just had so much going on that I haven't always been able to maintain that particular practice. So I decided a couple days to go and sit down and pull. And you'll find a video on my Instagram. Because <laughs> I end up filling a big silver bowl because I use earthquake wax to hold the candles in place when I burn them down. And so it's just this big bowl I had to set out in my front stoop just burning stuff off. Wow. My mailman is terrified of me. <laughs> so you scare mailmen and I scare small children. <laughs> Dogs must love us. But <laughs> yeah. Um I, I I know like I like the herbal bath one. I know for those of you that are inclined towards uh monotheist faiths, Psalm 51, which is the purge me with hyssop that I maybe was it wash me with hyssop that I may be clean, purge me that I may be whiter than snow. And just reading Psalm 51 can have a very cleansing effect. Uh, Psalm 37, and I can't remember the specifics, is really good for clarity work. So if you literally can't get your hands on objects or can't get to water, if you can just pull up like Bartleby Psalms and read through them, that can be very helpful if you've got the attention span for that. Um, I'm experimenting with more because I've got like all of my extreme cleansers, like I'll go all the way down to I'm getting out the ammonia and deactivating this, depending on what I'm trying to clean up. But again, I'm the one who ends up, you know, chasing like de demons and giants that someone invoked and then just let run amok. So, you know, my cleansers have to be a little stronger than average. I have um, another one is um, uh, the, um, 
I have a small booklet. It's probably about this big. Um, show it next time, rather than running off camera and coming back on again. Um, and it's called Creative Sound, and it has um, um, proclamations uh, or affirmations of "I am the violet flame." And oh, cool. yeah, that that works really well. That that works really well. There's a couple of them in there that you know I can create a thunderstorm with that baby. <laughs> That's something I should start exploring more, especially since the violet flame and black flame have been coming to me. Uh, there was something, oh, there's another sound thing I like to do, especially if you're completely wiped of energy, you can't even get yourself to a shower or a bathtub, is if you have Google Play, and I think there may be free ones on iTunes, but binaural files, where it plays like, you need to have headphones for it, but it play one tone in one ear, one tone in the other ear. Yes. And like there's a mind body detox one I use that's absolutely wonderful. So that, that's one of my favorite go-tos. Diana and Christine are both available for consultations and bookings. If you wish to book a session with Christine, you can find her at hearttoheartchristinerossi.com. You can also connect with Diana at dianarachel.com or via her psychic life coaching page on Facebook. Remember, Diana's last name is spelled R-A-J-C-H-E-L. Diana's book, Urban Magic, A Guide for the City Witch, is also available via Kindle, Nook, Scribdy, or any of your favorite e-reader programs. Physical copies are also available from your favorite independent bookstore or directly from the publisher at Llewellyn.com. If you wish to see the original videos of Psychic Witch Talk, you may do so by finding them by searching for Psychic Witch Talk on YouTube.
I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for um, continuing our psychic witch talk. I am more than happy to do it. Cool. Okay. All right. Take care, dear. Bye.